Welcome to the Friendly Podcast Guide, sorting through podcasts so you don't have to. I'm Andy Smiley, and I want to help you discover the right podcast without having to listen to an entire episode. Now, let's talk podcasts. Hello, today I will be talking about another option for you when it comes to getting your news, NPR's Up First podcast. As someone who used to work in the news industry, I know that all news organizations have some sort of bias. It just comes with being human, which is why I try to listen to a couple of news podcasts every day to make sure I'm getting the full picture. MediaBiasFactCheck.com rates National Public Radio, aka NPR, as having a left-center bias. I will link the article that talks about their bias in the show notes. Here are some other details about the podcast. The show description is... NPR's Up First is the news you need to start your day. The three biggest stories of the day with reporting and analysis from NPR News in 10 minutes. The length of each episode is around 10 minutes. Sometimes it can be a little bit longer, but not much. Um, The hosts of Up First don't ever use vulgar language, but they are talking about the news of the day, which is not always kid ear friendly. Um, It is an ongoing show that is available every morning. Before we learn more about the vibe of the show, we're going to take a break to talk about bookshop.org. Bookshop.org is a great way for you to buy books online, but also support local bookstores. Recently, I got to go on a quick trip to the Midwest and it was so much fun. And one of my favorite spots was finding a local bookstore in St. Charles, Missouri, and it was absolutely adorable. And because I was on a trip without my kids, I got to go in and enjoy it. But that's not always the case. So using bookshop.org means that I can support the local bookstores, but also buy it online on my own time. It just is the best of both worlds. You can find a specific local bookstore that you would like to support, and they will receive the full profit off of your order when you order from bookshop.org. Or your order will contribute to an earnings pool that will be evenly distributed among independent bookstores. You can see some of my favorite books for me and for my kiddos by going to my affiliate link at bookshop.org slash shop slash FPG. I'll also put the link in the show notes so you can find it there. Now, here's some clips from NPR's Up First on April 12th. President Biden heads to Iowa today to promote his economic relief plan amid record high inflation numbers. The federal government releases the March inflation report today. The White House has been working at managing expectations and warning people of, quote, extraordinarily elevated numbers before blaming the increase on Russia's war in Ukraine. No one likes paying more for things from haircuts to hamburgers, but not everyone feels inflation the same way. It's a particular hardship for people with little to no extra money to spend. India is the world's biggest democracy, but so far it has not condemned the invasion of a sovereign country, Ukraine. The Biden administration wants that to change. President Biden held a virtual summit yesterday with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Secretary of State Blinken met his Indian counterpart. So did Defense Secretary Austin. The elephant in the room for all those meetings was Russia. We turn now to NPR's India correspondent Lauren Freyer, who's at our bureau in Mumbai. Uh, Lauren, so why hasn't India condemned Russia's war in Ukraine? 
When you want a sense of what's on Elon Musk's mind, you read his tweets. But in recent days, it's been hard to keep up with America's most unpredictable billionaire. Musk revealed that he's purchased enough shares to give him a 9.2% stake in Twitter, making him the company's largest single shareholder. The social media giant initially announced that he would take a seat on the Twitter board, but then came the announcement that he will not be joining. All this after a weekend spent by Musk trolling Twitter management. Now here are some clips from NPR's Up First on April 13th. In New York City, police identified a person of interest in Tuesday's subway shooting that left 29 people injured. They've also released more details about the chaotic scene and what they found at the station. A gun, fireworks, and fuses. Ten people were shot and others were treated for smoke inhalation, other injuries. Caroline Lewis is a reporter with member station WNYC and she joins us now. Hi, Caroline. Hi. So, Caroline, let's start with this person of interest. What do we know about the man the police are looking for? Almost 50 days after the beginning of Russia's war in Ukraine, the country's second biggest city, Kharkiv, is still under artillery and air attack. And Russia appears to be regrouping and concentrating its forces in the east of the country with a major Russian offensive widely anticipated. Also, President Biden is accusing Russian President Vladimir Putin of genocide. Yes, I call it genocide because it's become clearer and clearer that Putin is just trying to wipe out the idea of even being able to be a Ukrainian. Russian troops are massing on eastern Ukraine. It appears a massive offensive is on the horizon, and this new stage of the war could differ in many ways from the past seven weeks of Russian assaults on Ukraine. To explain why, we've got NPR national security correspondent Greg Myrie with us. Hi, Greg. Hi, Layla. So assuming Russia launches this big offensive in the east, how will it differ from what we've seen so far? Well, as we've just heard, uh, Putin made clear in his remarks yesterday that he is going to press on with the, with the war. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear from me about more podcasts, please follow or subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And just a reminder, if you want to buy books online and support your local bookstore, you can on bookshop.org shop FPG. Talk to you soon.